Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. All right, we're back here on the Ohioan uh, podcast. We're here with Tom Stalk um, from the Columbus Zoo, uh, present CEO over there. And Tom, how's it going today? It's going real good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on the show. Wanted to talk to you. Um, you guys finished up a just a really great event. Um, obviously, with COVID, you know, unfortunately, we, you couldn't have that in person. Uh, but you said farewell to obviously a, a, a man that's very important to the zoo and Jack Hanna. Um, talk about the event and, you know, how everything went that you guys had to go virtual to keep everybody safe. Sure. You know, um, Jack Hanna has been part of Columbus and the Columbus Zoo for over 42 years. And it started long ago. And really, with with the way Jack is with people and his knowledge of animals and, frankly, just extremely entertaining, Jack put our zoo and Columbus, Ohio on the map. And so it's really hard to sit back and try to figure out a way to honor such an icon. Uh, when you sit back and you think about, you know, the most popular zookeeper in the world, it's clearly uh, Jack Hanna uh, and and all of the, the times he was on Letterman and uh, yeah. all the fun. So the way we did honor him was, was in several ways. Number one, uh, we wanted to make sure that at the Columbus Zoo, there were several places where you would see Jack Hanna. Uh, and uh, the best, I think, would be um, honoring him on our brand new Adventure Cove region at the front of the zoo. We have Jack Hanna Animal Encounters Village where people can be engaged and get to see animals up close and personal um, from all over the world. You know, Jack's motto for years has been touch the heart to teach the mind. So his attitude has always been, if I can show you an animal and get you close to this animal and tell you some interesting facts about this animal, you'll fall in love with it. And if you love it, you're going to protect it. And, and uh, hopefully we can save it. So our conservation efforts here at the Columbus Zoo is outstanding. We have been working on over 100 different projects in 46 different countries. And when you're at Adventure Cove, you'll learn about some of our great conservation projects and how you can help. So that's that's a very important way to honor Jack. But I would probably have to go back and say, as soon as you pull into the zoo, we named our roads, our entrance road, Jack Hannaway. Oh. So when, when you pull in, you'll see uh, that you're on Jack Hanna's way. And, um, and you know, that, though, that's a great way to start your day at the zoo. How's it going to be? I mean, you know, Jack was so 
much in love with animals, and that was a big part of his life. How, how do you anticipate that changing in 2021? I mean, it's, I'm sure the love for animals will carry on for the rest of his life, but what do you anticipate his relationship is going to be like? Is it going to be hard for him not to call as much or, or, or be involved? I mean, I think that would be a different. Yeah, he's enjoying himself. You know, after 42 years, he's spent a lot of time with his family. He'll still be around the zoo. He's just not going to be obligated to do all of his appearances and things. Mm-hmm. You know, you think about it when you when it's time to retire. There's nothing better than to uh, put your toes in the sand and hug your family and yeah. kiss your wife. And, and, and so he's going to enjoy himself, and that's great. He'll always come back to the zoo. Yeah, obviously, he's always welcomed. And one of the things that we really wanted to do for Jack and Susie Hanna as they announced their retirement was to leave a legacy. I think the best gift in the world is giving. And what better way than to honor Jack and Susie by having a Jack and Hanna, Jack and Susie Hanna legacy fund and the money that is raised from family and friends and donors to honor Jack and Susie will go back to the zoo for new habitats. It'll also go to global conservation, education and scholarships. And, you know, it's, it's really the pillars of what we do. So this, this town and especially this zoo will always be known for Jack Hanna, just like golf is known for Jack Nicholas in Columbus, Ohio. Um, Jack doesn't. Jack Hanna doesn't have to be in the zoo every day to know that this is still uh, a place to honor Jack. And oh, yeah. I did it at our golf course uh, with the Jack Hanna Conservation Cup we do every year. We're doing it at our water park with the Hanna Cabana and some fruity drinks, um, bananas with uh, the Hannas, and also at the wild where you can stay overnight at Nomad Ridge and enjoy yourself in one of the base camps uh, for the Hannah. So, you know, it's a great honor. I, I've known Jack and Susie Hanna since the mid-90s. Uh, I was running the zoo in Illinois and also helping and working for Jack as he traveled around the United States doing theater shows, television shows. So I watched his magical moments engaging people and thrilling them, seeing animals from all around the world and telling his wonderful stories about his connections with animals and how he inspired people to care about conservation. So, you know, it's an honor for me to be part of this organization and to keep his legacy alive. Um, there, there's not going to be another guy walking around in khakis and doing the fun things that Jack does. Um, that that is something that uh, we'll never forget. We're glad that he called Columbus, Ohio, home for over forty years. Fantastic, uh, Tom. I have uh, Craig here with me. He wanted to ask you a question. Yeah, Tom. Uh, thanks for joining us. Um, and you know, we, we obviously we love the zoo. But what kind of challenges did the, the Columbus Zoo face this year amid COVID, uh, while also still trying to honor Jack and just doing the day to day things that the zoo does? Yeah, it was a very tough year for us. And just like everybody, you know, as a nonprofit organization, we count on our community and we count on our business plan to survive. And our number one business plan is to be open to the general public. We attract nearly 3 million guests that come into the zoo each year. 
Well, that's all in. That's our zoo, our water park, our golf course, as well as the wilds. We need that revenue. And especially this year, because we also opened up uh, Adventure Cove, and that was one of the most expensive regions that we built because it has uh, a 400,000-gallon salt area, salt water area for sea lions and seals as well. So the price tag to build that exhibit was over $40 million, and we needed 2.4 million guests to come into the zoo alone just to make sure we could offset the cost of, of operating that facility. Well, when we were closed starting in March and not opening until mid-June, and then having extremely restricted guest numbers and time-ticketed attendance with social distancing, um, it made the number uh, for our attendance go at least half of what we were needing. So we had to unfortunately make some drastic cuts. We lost some employees. Some we were furloughed. Some were permanently laid off. We had to make some major cuts in our budgets. And, um, you know, we are surviving COVID and we are now used to the new normal with the restricted attendance and things. But until we have a vaccine, we're not going to know, you know, what just coming to the zoo at your leisure means anymore and requiring masks and things. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the thing is, no matter where you go, that's a requirement. And we understand that we're going to abide by all the state mandates and we're thankful that we are open. There are other nonprofits and other facilities that still have not opened. And, um, they, you know, they're, they're in uh, trouble. So, um, we're, we're glad to provide a safe place for everyone. We still have 10,000 animals and hundreds of employees that are caring for these animals and, to be able to be open for a little bit is uh, essential for us. And how has wildlife gone so far? I know, you know, like you said, everything's different with COVID, but how, how's that been for you guys just with everything, you know, the virus and everything? Yeah. So wildlife was a success for us uh, for being able to be open. Um, we did it with time ticketing and greatly restricting our numbers uh, requiring masks throughout the whole zoo and having security, making sure that our occupancy in our buildings are met. And, um, you know, it was a, a, a much different experience for our guests. I mean, for, uh, I'm sorry, for our staff. But I think for our guests, the ones that came, they really enjoyed themselves. And frankly, they didn't have to have the major crowds that they had in the past. So... You know, as a, as a visitor, they enjoyed themselves. And for us, we're thankful that we were able to be open. And um, and now that we're into January and February, um, time ticketing is an essential because our numbers are much lower. People can come back to the zoo like they used to. And like you are talking about looking ahead to 2021, obviously it's going to depend on vaccines and where we're at numbers-wise as we get in the spring and summer months. But it sounds that people should expect kind of similar things to 2020 based on that you guys want to be open, you, put, you expect to be open, but the how will probably depend on what's happening in the state and country virus-wise, right? Yeah, so I, I think the most important thing is to go to columbuszoo.org so you can get the most uh, up-to-date information. Um, our, our plan is as long as everything in the state of Ohio 
in, in, in Franklin and Delaware County are stable, then we'll be open the way we've been open and, uh, and the restrictions will remain. So, uh, uh, you know, we, we are very proud to be able to serve our community. And, um, we, we realize that, uh, in order for us to care for animals around the world, we have to care for, for our community and make sure that we provide our guests a safe day, a safe way to enjoy themselves and see animals from all around the world. So we're doing that every day and, and, and keep in mind, we also are sticking with uh, and honoring Jack Hanna every day, making sure that everybody's having a wonderful time. So, um, you know, it's, it, it's one of the top tourist attractions in Columbus, Ohio. And every, t- every year we're planning new exhibits and improvements throughout our entire facilities. And we're excited. I think that, you know, it definitely was devastating when we closed our doors, but when we were able to open, we took it seriously. We abided by the mandates, worked with our health departments, and ensured that our guests could have a great day. Definitely. Um, one of our other co-hosts that couldn't be here today, he was curious just about, um, you know, I look at Jack's career. I, I love what you guys did with the TV show that was on um, The Secrets of the Zoo, where you really – opened up behind the scenes and said, hey, here's how we're doing it. Here's how we're handling things and everything else. How do you guys react when there's other stuff going on? I haven't seen all the Tiger Kings, but yeah, Tiger King, and I guess they made a reference to Jack uh, during that time. Um, I think what you guys do stands for itself, but what happens when you get kind of unusual things being thrown at you by things that aren't as careful, I guess, is probably the best way of saying it, as you guys are to do. Yeah, so we pride ourselves on our expertise, and uh, you know, this is my thirtieth year in the zoo business, and you know, our top priority is animal welfare. Mm. It will always be animal welfare, and you know, just just so you know, for the last eleven years, I have been here in Columbus, and before that, I ran a zoo for twenty years, and uh, in Illinois, I was here when the Zanesville incident happened when Mr. Terry Thompson led 56 animals out on his farm near Zanesville. I was one of the first people into the uh, facility and into the house, and I saw the horrible conditions that uh, the animals were placed in. Uh, after uh, the that occurred, we worked with the state of Ohio and the governor, Governor Kasich, to have one of the most strict laws set in the United States to ensure public safety and animal welfare. We are a resource, not only for Ohio, but frankly, globally, to ensure that animals are cared for. And there are reasons why we need restrictions yeah. and standards. Right. And and so, you know, when you, when you see or you hear in the news that there are certain things that are happening, um, I want you to, to also realize that uh, zoos like the Toledo Zoo, Cleveland Zoo, Cincinnati Zoo, Columbus Zoo, the Wild, mm-hmm. uh, Akron Zoo, these are resources mm-hmm. for expertise and to make sure that animals are cared for and that guidelines mm-hmm. are set for anybody who is in a uh, thought process that they might want 
uh, an endangered animal or a dangerous animal. So, you know, it makes our job harder because you have to realize the reason why we exist is to connect people to wildlife and wild places. Our top priority is animal welfare. And the result of our successes when people come to the zoo is added investment in conservation. Mm-hmm. That's why the Columbus Zoo can can donate $4 million annually to global conservation. Well, that's what we used to be able to do before COVID. And I'm the, the president uh, or chair of the Wildlife Conservation Committee and all the zoos that are members of the Association of Zoos and Aquarium um, in, in, in the United States combined last year, we're able to contribute $231 million to field conservation. So the big picture is we're making a huge difference globally. Um, but we also have to make sure that somebody who's in our local town that might try to own a serval or a monkey uh, lemur that that there's restrictions to ensure the safety of their neighbors and the health of that animal. And so we're here as a resource to ensure that. Well, I, I got to tell you, I mean, thankfully, I mean, that situation could have been a million times worse than it turned out to be. And thankfully, you know, people were okay. I, I, you know, it didn't harm people. But I, I think the one thing that always impressed me about Jack is, yeah, I mean, so many great appearances on Liarman, you know, the TV shows, everything he's done for the zoo. But I love the fact that he was there, not just as a representative of the zoo, but as a representative for animals. Like, and, you know, and that just blew me away. So, I mean, there's going to be a lot of great things when we look at Jack's career. But, I mean, to me, that's the one thing that really, really stuck out that maybe that's not the headline of his career. But that was one thing that really impressed me about his love for animals and just defending them and just making sure the right thing was done. I completely agree with you. He, and he was, he cared about animals, but he had the love for people and in his talent to connect the stories. And frankly, he was, you know, funny and entertaining. So yeah. you wanted to watch him. And, and, you know, on Letterman, you wondered what the next thing was going to happen. And, and that was, you know, it was entertaining, but never once was there ever a time where an animal was stressed or harmed. But it was a great opportunity to to you know engage and listen and learn and love, and that's what Jack did. And and you know that is is something that we will miss. And those days of David Letterman and when Joan Emery was on Johnny Carson, mm-hmm. yeah. those days are past, right? And, and uh, now, you know, we, we uh, look forward to secrets of the zoo and other yeah. television shows where people can, you know, download them or watch them mm-hmm. and, um, you know, and, and, you know, learn the, that, th- that the care is, is unwavering and, and uh, you know, animal welfare is our top priority. And, we can also, you know, there's there's a heck of a lot more stories out there about our conservation efforts, and we haven't even started talking about those. Yeah, Jack made a couple appearances on James Corden, and I think he did a great job, but it was nothing like the rapport he had with Lerman. And, hey, you know, Jack's retired, and but Lerman's still doing a show on Netflix. We, we got to get those two back together for a union on a, a future <laughs> Netflix show. 
That sounds good to me. I'd watch it. Sure. Yeah, I, I would too. I mean, I would definitely pay up for Netflix. Well, Tom, thanks again so much for being on the the program. Um, org, right? It's the best way of connecting with you guys, right? Yeah, absolutely. Come and check out org or thewilds.org. You know, it's important as you want to get outside and exercise. I don't care what the weather is. It's always great to come to the zoo and, uh, you know, be inspired, connect with animals. It's uh, it's wild. Fantastic. Well, we'll definitely be in touch. Love to have you back on and people from the zoo. I mean, obviously there's a lot of good things upcoming in 2021. We'd love to kind of uh, hear you guys' stories as the year progresses. So thanks again, Tom. You have a wonderful day. All right. Thanks a lot, Tom. We appreciate you.